Hi, welcome to the 82nd episode of In The Between. My name is Denny. And this is Nadia. And today, I'm in fashion and on display. <laughs> yes, we are recording this, I think, for the first time ever on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because we wanted to catch Denny in the space where it's at, where it's all happening. <laughs> yeah, it's the second last weekend of the show. We, um, I mean, it's the third weekend. Next weekend is the last one. Mm-hmm. And the show is called Capsule 2009. Yeah, And it's based on Josiah Chua's collection, Archive of Singaporean Independent Designers from the 2000s. And we've actually featured an interview with his um, collection and with him in fashion and market uh, earlier last year or earlier in this year. Oh, I'm losing know, track of the time. <laughs> Also, but like how my earrings are actually like getting blurred. Do you see that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like... yeah I, I mean, yes, you you have been telling me about Josiah's um collection for quite a while. And when that story first came out, I was so wowed because um Danny's husband Russell Morton also took really amazing photos of the pieces. Um, so that was awesome. And it's great to see how now it's all out on display at Fashion on Display. Um, and we can see part of it behind Danny right now. Yes, you can see that. So as you can see, we've kind of um, made this um, studio-like uh, installation. Uh, Josiah also has done like some sheets to kind of create a different look for the exhibition as well. Um, this is the third exhibition on fashion, in fashion on display, um, the space that uh, Weichi Yap has founded as an experimental fashion gallery and curatorial studio. Uh, so it's been super nice. And last week we had a panel talk, mm-hmm. um, which Weichi moderated and in which Nadia attended. And it was really nice. I think it was like one of the fullest days that we've had in the space. I think that day we had tons of people come in and out. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, the talk was really wonderful. I, I couldn't make it to the opening because I was at Jakarta Art Book Fair. We'll talk about it another time. But um, so I, I went out for the talk and it was so captivating to hear why Josiah was collecting and then um, how you came into the picture as well, Danny, right, to do this project with him. And then yeah. after that, there's this space available to do it. So it's just like, all these things coming together um, yeah. to this perfect storm, this perfect exhibition to just kind of remember this time in Singapore fashion history. Uh, yeah. So tell us more about it. What is Capsule 2009, the title? Um, you know, yeah. So Capsule 2009, it's meant to be like a time capsule of the year 2009 when we graduated from La Salle as fashion design students. And something really interesting happened at that time, which is um, Parco Next Next was founded. So Parco is a mall. It's like a, a mall in 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 Tokyo. Uh, it started as this. They actually created an incubator space in Tokyo before, in which uh, Limi Few, for example, launched their labels. So it was quite a, a successful experiment. And in the two thousand late two thousands, they came to Singapore and partnered up with some Singaporean um, government institutions to try and recreate this concept. 
So for three years, they launched um, the careers of aspiring fashion designers. And I remember the day when they came to LaSalle and, you know, they were speaking to all the fashion students who were about to graduate to encourage them to set to start their businesses and take up this incubator opportunity, which included mentorship and, you know, marketing and a retail space to sell our things. So I, I didn't join the first batch. I, I joined the second batch with Meshup, but the first batch included people like Max Stan, um, who we actually have here behind me, and uh, Pauling Ning and Mei Pang. Um, so Josiah's collection actually has a lot of um, Mei Pang and Pauling Ning's work. Um, and so that was the starting point uh, of the exhibition. But obviously nothing happens in a vacuum. And you know, while we were students, we were looking at uh, other Singaporean designers of that time. And there have been other kind of collectives, fashion collectives in the 2000s. And some of these were designers that we were looking at when we were students in the local multi-label stores like Front Row and Black Market. And Josiah was actually also a stylist while working, uh, while studying in La Salle. So he was working for Catalog, um, this free shopping magazine um, that was like the equivalent of our social media in, in the 2000s. And he remembered seeing a lot of these pieces and he, you know, once he became a working adult, he, he, he started trying to recollect these items that he remembered from um, his days as a student. So that's how his kind of collection has amassed over the years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and for me as a fashion educator, it was really interesting because I also realized that there's this gap in students' memory or, you know, in, in the in the genealogy of independent fashion design because many of these brands are no longer around. So it really excited me to have the ability to share this uh, material with uh, the next generation of designers. And um, I also introduced um, this garment analysis workshops that have been, I've been doing also with FashRef, for example. And Pixie Tan um, art, kind of did the art direction for you know, the panels and the, and, the, um, uh, and the worksheets. And it's been really interesting to see how people have been um, interacting with the objects. You can touch everything, you can try everything. And, you know, they do these little cute drawings of the things. And Pauline is actually still, um, she's, a, she's a draping lecturer in La Salle. So her students came by and they were like turning things inside out and really marveling at her finishings and her construction. So it's been really cool to, to see these uh, intergenerational conversations happen through material culture and through fashion. So I've been having fun um, doing that in the past three weekends. Yeah, I mean, I want to also share my experience with it because I'm seeing how Josiah as a private collector, right? He is single-handedly kind of um, creating that part of history for us where it is not, you know, collected in... I guess like a macro kind of narrative um, way. And okay, one thing I want to say is also that I met Josiah for the very first time at this exhibition, (laughs) even though I had heard about him, of him, and like been encouraged to meet him and same for him as well for like 10 years, I think. It's like not even exactly. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so we have a we have a good mutual friend who who was like finally when we met and then we took a picture and then sent it to her. But anyway, um, you know, it's it's so interesting how um, you know, Josiah was very cognizant of like, okay, I'm a student, I like these pieces, I can't buy them because that was one thing that came through in the conversation that you guys had. And then mm -hmm. he's actively trying to recreate that collection. Um, and it's about, you know, not only his peers but also like hmm, who came just before us and who are we looking up to and I want to like you know um, put together all of these things in my collection and I like the story he shared of how he was going on carousel which is this uh, kind of like secondhand goods platform where anyone can put up anything for sale and you can buy it um, off yeah. all these individuals and he was almost like not only collecting the pieces but collecting stories right because he yeah. was like meeting the people and asking them like how did you come across this piece and um why did you buy it what do you like about it why are you selling it off right so he was yeah. really looking for the provenance of um these materials as well and their journeys which I very much appreciated from the conversation yeah and it's that woods and woods piece over here <laughs> that he got in carousel I know I, I love those stories that he told as well and like the quadrant necklace, uh, this green necklace here, he saw it in the store and, you know, in his mind, it was like a thousand dollars. And yesterday a visitor came by and she was like, oh, it's probably about $300. And, you know, that's the kind of like memory that we have of things that he thought it was so expensive as a student that he thought it was like two times the price. Because <laughs> it was just unattainable. So it's like yeah. unattainability was just kind of like puts a price tag that is yeah. way more. Um, yeah, and then I think what was really great also about the conversation was that, um, you know, we started to think about our own experiences shopping. Uh, so for me, I mean, I was a customer of Paco Next Next. I remember it well, and, and I shared that, I think, during um, the Q&A as well. And I remember that it was just something I was excited about. Um, I would go to Paco Next Next. I think it was both at Bookies Junction and at Millennia Walk. Uh, at least I, I went to these two places and it was really fun to see like oh what are people coming up with in Singapore and um, wow I really want to own this and oh you know it is quite affordable it is not forbidding um, so it was also really nice to have that jog the memory and I remember after the conversation you guys had there were all these designers who came by right like they yeah. could see their own pieces or they could see pieces that probably for them too, were like, wow, you know, these are my my friends' things or these are like the things that I was like thinking of making myself because, you know, this was the generation of designers just before me. And there was this almost like underground feel to the scene at the time, right? Like with places like Black Market or Front Row, it felt really niche. It wasn't very mainstream. And then it felt as yeah. if like, you were in the know if you went to these places and that you um, supported local design. Um, but I think for us, or at least for me, when I was buying pieces back then, I wasn't really thinking that I'm supporting the local scene. I just like it for what it is, you know, because it is not less than what is available out there from like designers overseas. It was just something that really appealed to me. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to get this because like, you know, I, I like it. Um, and I think that came through as well in the conversation that, it's not really about, you know, something that is very, I don't know, like top down or like we have to support the local scene, but that on its own merit, it is really nice and it is very well made. I remember Josai saying like things are very well made. Um, yeah, what, what do you think, Danny? Like when you look back or when you look at the pieces now, 
how is it different for you thinking back to when you were a student looking at these pieces and now? Yeah, I mean, when, when I'm looking at um, the pieces from Tranro, especially like Jonathan's uh, Woods and Woods pieces and, you know, everything from the Plus Nine Collective, there is a rawness to some of the designers, but that's like by design and all of them had their own kind of identity and that was what you were buying when you were buying these designers. And even in Parco, you know, we, we have a section with all the different designers and I was there and, you know, we had like maybe three uh, fabric suppliers and sometimes we'd use the same fabric, but we all used it in a different way. So it's never like... Uh, you had to choose between both because they were completely different. We all had different um, customers. So it was really interesting to see that and we'll admire each other's work. Like I remember seeing this Mextan piece but in black in the shop floor and you know, we'd be huge fans and we were fans of each other and we all wanted to support each other and we wanted everybody to um, do well, of course. Uh, and uh, it's nice to ha have all these things together to get all those different conversations started and read rethink all these ideas around um, it being independent design because I think right now the market's a bit fractured there isn't really a go-to place uh, to see everybody um, so you really have to like keep up with all the different independent designers who um, have their own stores or their own social media and they are battling really high uh, retail market uh, as well and you know the plethora of online shops <laughs> yeah so I mean, congratulations on a really remarkable show and for mm -hmm. restarting, rekindling the conversation. And I think more importantly, for grouping everything together. Um, and I just also want to mention that we all think Pixie did such an amazing job with the art direction because, you know, with the tags and that almost like um, X-ray scan kind of feel to all the garments, um, it just shows that like, yeah, we're putting it under sort of like I mean not really a microscope but just kind of like looking more deeply at what looking, yeah yeah and then also looking at not just the construction of the garment but like the marketing of it and also the sense of community that came yes. you know these um students of this time coming together and how that thread has not been um broken right it continues um the community is still there there is still an interest in what's going on and I think more importantly that we are giving due, uh, due importance to all of these designers' works. Because, you know, one of the things that we will say is that, well, a lot of them aren't working anymore as designers. They've done other, they're going to do other things, but um, they existed uh, during a period of time. Yeah. And, you know, their work is good. Um, there is something to be said about like how they designed and how they interacted with the system at the time. And so, yeah, I mean, lots of open kind of open-ended conversations to be had. Um, this is not the last of it. So thank you so much for putting this exhibition up in this space and gathering everyone and, and all of these materials. If you haven't caught it, please drop by and uh, we'll see you on. Okay, till the next time. Bye. Bye.